Welcome to the Eric Erickson Show podcast, Hour One. Hello, America. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation from my studio in Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, The phone number is 877-973-7425. If you want to be on the program, you are welcome to call in. We have breaking news. The grand jury in Georgia, the special grand jury has judge has released portions of its report. Uh, this is the, the grand jury investigating Trump's activities and his campaign activities in the state of Georgia. After the election, uh, the special grand jury is recommending indictments. It is a nothing burger. It is a waste of time. It is a waste of resources. It is a waste of everything. If you are a taxpayer in Georgia, particularly in Fulton County, Georgia, you should be furious that this is what you have. The uh, judge has released this. We don't know the names, but one or more people possibly committed perjury, and they are recommending a recommendation that a one or more people possibly be charged with perjury. That's it. Let me read you the key paragraph here. A majority of the grand jury believes that perjury may have been committed by one or more witnesses testifying before it. The grand jury recommends that the district attorney seek appropriate indictments for such crimes where the evidence is compelling. That's it. Let, let, me, let me give you the review of this. After the November 2020 election, with all the shenanigans and all the accusations of other shenanigans. Donald Trump called Brad Raffensperger, the Secretary of State in Georgia, and said he, he Raffensperger needed to find him 11,000-some-odd votes to win the election. He was convinced they were there. He had been convinced by others the election was stolen. No one has found proof of significant enough election violations in Georgia. There have been some. No one found enough proof that it overturned the election. And and the Trump campaign themselves uh, misunderstood the law. They wanted 11,000-some-odd votes of the Democrats either to be thrown out or to be found for the GOP. You actually needed 30,000, 40,000 votes, I think 40-some-odd thousand votes, because you had to throw out uh, sufficient ballots to— get cast down on the election. Well, about 30 some odd thousand people refused to even vote between Biden and Trump. You can't just presume votes were cast for one side or the other. You got to under Georgia law, there's a mathematical formula you got to use amounted to 40 some odd thousand votes. Uh, there, There were not enough sufficient to throw out the election. They did find some problems. There were errors made. There were human errors made. There were some people who didn't vote, but they couldn't even find 11,000 people, despite wild claims, even from some outside groups, that there were there were massive amounts of people who voted. They, they looked. They couldn't find any. The special grand jury looked. Now, here's this thing. The special grand jury cannot make indictments. What the special grand jury was impaneled to do was to hear evidence and form a report and decide whether or not another grand jury should have enough information. The regular grand jury should have enough information 
to indict people. Now, why do they do this? Well, a grand jury works for about six months or so, uh, and a grand jury looks at every crime that's being committed to indict under the laws of the state of Georgia. For felonies, grand juries are involved, and those grand juries are looking at so many things a grand jury would have been overwhelmed with this one thing, and all the other crimes in a county would have had to be put aside. So a special grand jury can be convened to do all of the investigatory work and come to a conclusion that possibly a crime has been committed. And if so, they distill it down to its essence, say, here are the people you want to look at, and go to the regular grand jury, present them this evidence, and let them decide whether or not to indict. That's what happened here. With much fanfare, the prosecutor for Fulton County, Georgia, that's where Atlanta is. It's the capital of Georgia. It's the, the county seat is Atlanta. With much fanfare, the new district attorney, she was newly elected. She's actually far better than the old guy who was very corrupt. He was thrown out of office by the voters. She used to work in his office. She challenged him because of corruption. She won with great fanfare. She was going to make her name in Democratic politics by pursuing Donald Trump and his minion. They decided to look at six areas of criminal law. One, criminal solicitation to commit election fraud. Two, making false statements to state and local governmental bodies. Three, conspiracy. Four, racketeering. Five, violation of oath of office. And six, involvement in violence or threats related to election administration. That's it. Again, this is very important to understand how this is such a nothing burger. What a waste of money this whole thing is. They wanted to look at criminal solicitation to commit election fraud. Not that the election was stolen from Trump, but that Trump's team tried to steal the election and commit election fraud. Making false statements to state and local governmental bodies, perjury. Conspiracy, racketeering, violation of oath of office, involvement of violence or threats related to election administration, essentially intimidation of election officials. They looked at all of that. They interviewed 75 people. They interviewed Senator Lindsey Graham. They interviewed Governor Brian Kemp. They interviewed Secretary of State Brad Raffensperger. They interviewed Rudy Giuliani. They interviewed a whole lot of people. And they've recommended perjury charges. I'm told possibly up to four people, one or more, they actually say it's not a not a big deal. The panel recommended the Folding County District Attorney's Office seek indictments against those people where the evidence is compelling. It did not specify the witnesses. The special grand jury said it believed one or more witnesses it heard may have committed perjury. Now, I said four. I don't actually, maybe I misread something. Maybe it's because it was four pages of the whole thing released. They released, they prepared a nine-page final report. Four of them were released. They interviewed 75 witnesses. They interviewed White House aides. They interviewed Trump advisors. Just to give you a sense of the people that they looked at in the state of Georgia, uh, they looked at um, they looked at Sidney Powell, who did not show up for her testimony. They interviewed Rudy Giuliani. They did not interview Jackie Pick Deason. She was a lawyer. They interviewed David Schaefer, the chairman of the Republican Party. They interviewed Mark Meadows. They interviewed Mike Flynn. 
They interviewed Jenna Ellis, John Eastman. Sidney Powell did not show up for her testimony. They interviewed Brad Raffensperger, Brian Kemp, Lindsey Graham, Cassidy Hutchinson, Ruby Freeman, Francis Watson. Francis Watson was the chief investigator of the Secretary of State's office. Ruby Freeman was harassed, maligned, and threatened uh, because Trump supporters concocted a conspiracy that she was stealing the election and she did not. So who possibly could be charged here? We don't know. But here's what we do know. If they're going to charge one or more people with perjury, it can't be Donald Trump. And that's what this whole thing was about. It was to get Donald Trump. They were finally going to get the SOB, and they didn't. They did not get him. They didn't come close. I mean, again, the things they were looking at. They were looking at uh, conspiracies and racketeering and violations of oath of offices and and, and, uh, intimidation and threats of violence. They were looking at all of these things, and all they got is is perjury from, from some unknown people. So what will happen is the district attorney will have to take this to a real grand jury, unseal the evidence so that they can review who possibly committed perjury, and then charge those individuals. Rudy Giuliani is a target in the case. David Schaefer, the chairman of the state GOP, is a target of the case. David Schaefer, the chairman of the GOP, last week said he's going to step aside now. He's not going to He's not going to uh, continue on as chairman. He's not going to run again after all. I don't know that this is related or not. But this is really a waste of our time and a race, waste of resources. And, and here's the thing. So they went through a big deal of should they release it, should they not release it, should they release a portion of it, and they dithered and dithered and dithered, and then on Thursday, right before I come on air, by the way, Judge McBurney, thank you for making sure you released it before noon on Thursday so the most listened to radio voice in Atlanta would have the information to be able to cover it. I do appreciate that. But they released it right before my show so that I can review it I read it, and it's four pages. Do you know the only thing they redacted? They redacted the names of the members of the grand jury. That's it. I mean, it would have been great if they were like redacted the transcripts that that showed perjury, and everything was just redacted, and you had a massive documents. But no, it's just four pages. It's the introduction of what they did. It's the the paragraph of recommending indictments against some who possibly perjured. We don't know the names of who they they think committed perjury. We we don't know. 75 witnesses. We have no idea. We can make some guesses. The odds are they're not trying to accuse Brad Raffensperger of perjury, and the odds are they're not trying to accuse Brian Gimp of perjury. The odds are they're not trying to accuse Lindsey Graham of perjury. Given the people they interviewed from uh, Mike Flynn to Jenna Ellis to Mark Meadows to Rudy Giuliani to David Schaefer and the various electors. By the way, Burt Jones, he's not going to be involved either probably because Burt Jones, lieutenant governor, the she the, the district attorney was said, you can't. The judge told the district attorney, you got to avoid him. Why? Because she held a fundraiser for his opponent during the election. So the lieutenant governor of Georgia uh, maligned in this investigation. He's not going to be charged with perjury. She's not allowed to touch him. I don't think she even was allowed to interview him. But could it be the chairman of the state party? Possibly. There was an uh, there was a 
judicial ruling a while back that he and the other electors, the 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 fake electors, that they couldn't have the same attorney anymore because it could represent a possible conflict of interest. That he maybe so, Rudy Giuliani. Rudy Giuliani, possibly so. Rudy Giuliani got way out ahead of his skis. I doubt Mark Meadows. Mike Flynn, I mean, Mike Flynn, Mike Flynn has this history. Maybe it's Mike Flynn. But it's not going to be Donald Trump. And that was the whole point. That was the whole national obsession here. They wanted to get Donald Trump. They wanted to take down Trump. And yet again, they've missed Teflon Don, they can call him. They've missed. They went through all of this. They spent all of this money, extraordinary sums of taxpayer dollars in a county struggling to make ends meet. They spent all of this money for a handful of perjury charges. That's it. And it's not even charged yet. They believe there's sufficient information to charge one or more with perjury, one or more with perjury. They believe there's sufficient evidence. That's it. That's what we've all been waiting for. It took them this long to do. We A judge had to, had to bless releasing it. They released it on a Thursday morning. They could have had this thing wrapped up a while back. The left will stop at nothing to put Donald Trump under the jail, and the only people they're burying are the taxpayers in a pile of debt to get it done. This was farcical, nonsensical. It was a waste of taxpayer dollars, a genuine, real waste of taxpayer dollars just to get a handful of possible perjury charges against some unknown people when you really wanted to take out Trump and you're not going to do it? I realize they want to stop the man. I realize they're hell-bent on making him pay for the audacity of beating Hillary Clinton, and they, they concoct all sorts of other things to say he did all these other things. But here you have a grand jury that investigated 75 witnesses, intimidation and violence and threats of intimidation and violence. They're not charging Trump with that. Racketeering, they're not charging with that. Conspiracy, they're not charging with that. Violation of an oath of office, they're not charging with that. They're not charging with anything. They're not even charging with perjury. They can't charge you with perjury. They're not charging him for any of the highfalutin things that all the talking heads on MSNBC and a lot of the ones on CNN said, ah, there's no doubt he did these things. Well, you couldn't convince a grand jury of people in Fulton County, Georgia, that Donald Trump did these things. You've wasted all of our time and all of our money to nurse a grudge that goes back to one core thing. He beat Hillary Clinton, and you can't get over it. So my kid has a queen-size bed. We've got a king-size bed. We got him Bull and Branch sheets, and he's used them. He had, like, kid sheets, and now he's old enough. He doesn't want the, the action figure sheets anymore. Well, we got lost because, I mean, the sheets look like our sheets, except they're queen-size sheets, and they got put in our closet, and the kid was in despair. We got him Bolin Branch sheets. They've gotten softer and softer, and he's like, where are my real sheets? He refused to sleep until we found the real sheets because they're that soft. They're that good. They're made with a 100% organic cotton thread. They get softer in every wash. You can stay cozy all winter long with a set of Bolin Branch sheets. They really are that good. We have them on multiple beds in our house. 
my goodness, my seriously, my kid, uh, he's finally like my sheets are for kids. I'm I'm grown up now, and uh, it's just a a step of quality above what he had. And now he's like can't sleep without these sheets. They're designed to feel incredible for all sleepers. They're made without toxins. They're free of pesticides, formaldehyde, other chemicals. They fit the deepest mattress too, which I love because we have a very thick mattress on our bed and it fits. It doesn't like bunch up and then snap off in the middle of the night when you roll over. You can get 15% off your forced order Bowling Branch sheets when you use promo code Eric at BowlingBranch.com. Exclusions apply. See site for details. That's Bowling Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D, Branch.com. The promo code is Eric, E-R-I-C-K. Criminal solicitation to commit election fraud. Criminal solicitation to commit election fraud and involvement in violence or threats related to election administration. Y'all heard. Yes, I'm clapping here because I need emphasis. Y'all heard. You heard the coverage of his phone call with Brad Raffensperger, the secretary of state. You heard it. You heard it on CNN. You heard it on MSNBC. You heard it on ABC, CBS, NBC. You you heard it everywhere. They knew they got him. Because of the, that call with Brad Raffensperger and the special grand jury doesn't want to indict him on it. They did it. You, how overplayed was that phone call now? Sensationalized by the press that just wanted to get the blankety blank. Good grief. Pathetic. Speaking of pathetic, I got to play this audio for you. This is from uh, this is from Don Lemon on CNN this morning. Ladies, listen. This whole talk about AIDS makes me uncomfortable. I think that I think it's the wrong road to go down. She says people, you know, politicians or something are not in their prime. Nikki Haley isn't in her prime. Sorry, when a woman is considered to be in her prime in her twenties and thirties and maybe forties. What do you that's talk? Not acor- Wait, I, that's not according to me. Prime for what? Uh, it depends. I mean, it's just like prime. If you look it up, it'll. If you look, if you Google when is a woman in her prime, it'll say twenties, thirties, and forties. I don't necessarily. Forties. Oh, I got it. I'm not decade. saying I agree with that. So I think she has to be careful about saying that. Well, you know, politicians aren't in their I think prime. You need, need to qualify. Are you talking about prime for like childbearing, or are you talking about prime for being president? What the facts are? Google it. Everybody at home. When is a woman in her prime? It says 20s, 30s, and 40s. And I'm just saying Nikki Haley should be careful about saying that politicians are not in their prime and they need to be in their prime when they serve because she wouldn't be in her prime according to Google Google or whatever it is. Okay. um, If someone on Fox and Friends had said that, Don Lemon would be losing his crap on CNN this morning about the misogyny of it. Ladies, are you not in your prime if you're 51 years old? That's Nikki Haley. Are you not in your prime career-wise, able to get things done? According to Don Lemon, I, 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 does, how much self-awareness does, does Turtleneck lack? Goodness gracious. Um if someone on Fox has said that, good grief. Y'all, I want to be real honest with you. Uh, I have looked, because you have asked me to look, for a reputable gold company 
that can give you advice and answer your questions that's not gimmicky. Like, for example, some of them do certificates, and some of them they try to rope you in with other stuff. You are interested in precious metals for your retirement savings uh, to ease the ebbs and flows of inflation and wild swings in the stock market. Advantage Gold, Advantage Gold, that's who you want to call. Uh, Advantage Gold, I have looked into them. I have had them answer my questions and it is not one of these gimmicky places. There aren't tricks. They really just want you to have a great experience learning how to be a gold investor. Give them a call, 800-450-2566, 800-450-2566. Tell them I sent you. You can get their free gold and IRA investment kit, but call them if you got questions. They're good people, 800-450-2566. Hello there. Welcome. It is Eric Erickson here across the nation. The phone number, if you want to be on the show, 877-973-7425. I need to call your attention to Karen Decker. You may not know who Karen Decker is. Oh, you should know who Karen Decker is. I'll give you a hint. Here's her Twitter handle. U-S-A-M-B Kabul. That is United States of America ambassador to Afghanistan, or more specifically, the Charge d'Affaires. She's the lead diplomat of the United States of America to Afghanistan. She's a careerist inside the Department of State uh, she also played a role under the Trump administration. She's a careerist there. I wish to read to you a series of her tweets. Let's begin with January 18th. This is her tweet. As I reflect on his legacy this week, it occurs to me to ask, who is Afghanistan's MLK? What Afghan person, driven by their faith and a desire for peace, can lead the Afghan people to the mountaintop? And then February 12th, Abe Lincoln, born today in 1809, he did some stuff. It's also NAACP Day, home of grassroots activism inclusive communities, and making sure black voices are heard. What does that look like for Afghans struggling to be heard? Hashtag Black History Month. Hashtag NAACP. And then February 13th, Super Bowl 57, two elite quarterbacks who happen to be black made history an epic showdown. Congrats to Chiefs for thrilling victory. Afghans, what's the most exciting sports match you remember? Hashtag Black History Month. <laughs> and then the last one. This is the last one. Are Afghans familiar with black girl magic and the moment it inspired? Do Afghan girls need a similar moment? What about Afghan women? Teach me. Ready to learn. Hashtag Black History Month. Tags Beyonce, Lizzo, Regina King. This is not a parody. 
This is not fake. This is not made up. She's deleted the tweets since she was called out on these. This is Joe Biden's ambassador to Afghanistan. Do you know what happens if Afghan girls embrace black girl magic and strut around Kabul like Lizzo? They die. Do you know what happens when Afghanistan's Martin Luther King Jr. comes forward, driven by faith and a desire for peace to lead the Afghan people to the mountaintop? He dies. Do you know what the most exciting sports match in Afghanistan's history is? Soccer with the heads of the Taliban's enemy as the soccer balls. This is, these are not serious people. She's a careerist within the Department of State. She, she kept her mouth shut during the Trump years. She kept her hand down. And now she gets to reveal her interpersonal truth, a white woman lecturing Afghanis about embracing Lizzo. A white woman, I mean, at least a buddy of mine who sent me this. Let, let me just read you what he said. At least Rachel Dolezal had the courage to try to convince people she was actually black. This white woman can only talk about non-racial events on behalf of black people to an audience of Afghans on Twitter. Do they even read Twitter? Are they even following Chargée Affairs' Karen Decker on Twitter? Or if they can get Twitter, are they like following Abdul Ali of Kraplakistan? What do you think is more likely? I suspect Abdul Ali of Kraplakistan writing in Arabic is far more popular with Afghanis than Karen Decker. My gosh, at least her name is Karen. Are Afghanis familiar with black girl magic? And the moment movement it inspired. No, Karen, they're not familiar with it. They're not allowed televisions in the internet in Afghanistan. Aren't you there, you idiot? What's the most exciting sports match you remember, Afghans? Beating the Russians in 1980, beating the Americans under Joe Biden in 2019. My gosh, can we recall this woman? There's a larger story here, though. There's a larger, more important story here. She's a careerist of the deep state. She's a career employee. And this is Karen's, this is what Karen thinks is useful. A career member of the senior foreign service Karen Decker specializes in conflict resolution and crisis management. Currently the Chargé d'Affaires of the U.S. Mission to Afghanistan, Karen previously served as the Director of Afghanistan Operations for the Afghan Relocation Effort from September 21 to August of 22 and as Deputy Chief of Mission to the U.S. Embassy in Kabul from September of 18 to September 2020. Earlier assignments in Afghanistan included two years as Senior Civilian Representative in Eastern Afghanistan in tours in Kandahar and Ghazni in 2006 and 2007. She's been the director of the Syria Transition Assistance Response Team leading interagency teams in Turkey and Syria. 
She was the deputy chief of mission to the U.S. Embassy in Estonia, political counselor in Greece at the U.S. mission to NATO and in Bosnia. Her first overseas assignment was Pakistan in 1990. She worked at the Foreign Service Institute, the European Bureau, and the State Department's Operations Center. She was executive assistant to the Assistant Secretary of State for European Affairs from 2001 to 2002. In the weeks after September 11, 2001, Karen traveled with the Assistant Secretary to help build European support for Operation Enduring Freedom. Colin Powell awarded her the Director General's Award for Reporting and Analysis for her work to elaborate U.S. objectives in the Balkans. She's not a dumb person. I'm sure she's not a bad person either. But Karen... You, you, why do people lose themselves on Twitter? It's not just radio show, talk show hosts who do this. This, this is just, this is silly. This is nuts. And now she is apologizing. I'll read you the latest tweet that she posted. Uh, oh, gosh, 30 minutes ago she posted this. Sometimes our best intentions go awry because we haven't listened enough or don't truly understand others' lived experience. My efforts to celebrate courageous African Americans this month fall in this category. I apologize to any and all who I may have offended or hurt. Karen, this isn't about celebrating courageous African Americans. This is about suggesting you, a senior State Department diplomat who has been in Afghanistan for a very long time, has never fully appreciated the people into whose culture you're trying to be a diplomat. To ask Afghani girls if they've seen Lizzo in the past couple of years? No, I assure you they haven't. To suggest that Afghan girls embrace black girl magic? whatever the hell that is, is tone deaf. It suggests you're not a serious person, and yet you clearly are based on what you've done. You've put your life in danger for the United States by being there. What the hell is this? Were you goat's milk drunk in Kabul and and just got on Twitter with a little... Goat rosé or something? I, 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 clearly, you're not drinking in Afghanistan. I don't understand this. And the apology, the rote scripted apology. This is, is this not like, um, the, the, um, well, so, you know, those of you who go to church, you're, you're familiar with various doxologies in scripture. You know, some of the very famous ones, the, the ending of Jude and the like, uh, you, you get these great statements now to him who is able to keep you from stumbling and to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, now and forever. Amen. A brilliant doxology. Jude's doxology, I, I play that song every Easter uh, for Good Friday. This is this is like a this is like a liberal dox dox apology a, a doxology of apology for for secularists now. Our best intentions go awry when we haven't listened enough. We don't truly understand 
others' lived experience, my efforts to celebrate courageous African Americans this month in Black History Month failed. I apologize to any. I apologize to all who I may have offended or hurt. In nomine Patre, Evilius et Spiritus Sancti, Amen, Amen, et Amen. This is uh, the whole thing here. This is y'all. This is this is just. I, I like. I'm 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 beating a dead horse uh, too much, but this is this this is our foreign policy elite. These are you can't be a serious person. You you can think yourself a serious person. People around you can think yourself a serious person. You can be a credentialed person, and that's the big thing here is she's a credentialed person. She has an impressive resume. But this is how she wants to relate to Afghans on Twitter. She's not trying to celebrate Black History Month. She's trying to relate to Afghans through American Black History Month. It doesn't compute. It doesn't relate. It doesn't work. You know what does work? The Eden Pure Thunderstorm. You should go get three of them at EdenPureDeals.com. How do you like that transition? Ha! EdenPureDeals.com. You put in Eric on the on the front page, E-R-I-C-K. You put in Eric, you get three of them for less than $200. You save $200, and you get free shipping. And they wipe out odors. They, they wipe out the stench of, of, of bad tweets in an Afghan embassy far, far away. They could, at least. They get rid of the mildew, the mold, the pollen, all that stuff. But also, they eliminate odors. They eliminate smoke odors, litter box odors, general pet odors, cooking odors, musty odors. They wipe out those odors. Just they're gone. It really works. And it's filterless. So you don't have to get a subscription for a filter you change every month. It's got an electrostatic plate, and you just wipe it out on occasion as it traps with the static electricity that that uh, it uses, the, the pollen and the destinal. It works for that, but I really use it for odor elimination possibilities. You accidentally blow cigar smoke into your car. I would know nothing about that, but I can assure you it gets rid of that odor, wipes it out. Lip pets, you, you, you got a stinky litter box, wipes out the odors. You fry shrimp in your kitchen while your wife is gone and she hates the smell of it, it gets rid of that odor. Keep one in my travel bag for stinky hotels and rental cars, and they work. EdenPureDeals.com. The discount code, Eric3. Oh, wait, no, they've changed it. I'm sorry. Ha-ha. I do it myself. Eric, that's just it. It's my name, first name, Eric. Use that as your discount code at EdenPureDeals.com. Y'all probably want to subscribe to the email in large part because I'm sending down information about this this grand jury investigation down in Georgia. Lots of other information exclusive to subscribers. If you text the word data to 33777, you can get it. I, I, I got to go back to the balloon for just a moment. I touched on this yesterday with a key paragraph in the Washington Post. According to senior administration officials, they now believe that the Chinese balloon was perhaps blown off course by weather patterns and traversed the United States, that it was a novel thing, that they were watching it uh, when it took off from Hainan Island in China, that it looked like it was going to go over Guam, maybe Hawaii. Uh, the, when the White House first talked about this, the White House said we became aware of the Chinese balloon when it appeared over the Aleutian Islands. And there was nothing we could do about it until it went to the Atlantic. Then they said 
It happened during the Trump administration as well. But now, according to senior administration officials, we saw the balloon when it took off from Hainan Island and tracked it ever since. So which was the lie? Now, according to the Washington Post, it's a novel situation that, that it, it had never happened before. Which is the lie? Which is the lie? The media rushed, rushed, rushed to report that this happened during the Trump administration. They rushed to report it. And now they're walking back, and they're not correcting the prior record. They're not going back and saying, oh, the administration lied to us. No, they're just reporting the new information that directly contradicts the old information without ever acknowledging the old information. They lied then or they are lying now. And the odds are, now that they're calling it a novel situation, now they lied about Donald Trump. They were trying to mitigate Joe Biden's leadership. They lied, and the media isn't holding them accountable. They told the media that they never saw it until it was encountering the Aleutian Islands. It was over land. We can't blow it up. And now they've been blowing them up. They've been blowing it up over rural uh, northern Yukon Territory in Canada. They've been blowing them up uh, around the Arctic Circle in Alaska. Uh, They said they couldn't. They They were worried. So many of the stories have changed. So much of the information has changed. And they haven't wanted to be honest with us. And now the media won't go back and correct the record. Oh, and now, you know, on the, the train derailment in in U- Ohio, Pete Buttigieg has decided to blame Donald Trump, saying Trump reversed little-known safety rules. Said his, inter- his agency's taken a series of steps to improve rail safety through historic investment, but it was constrained by Donald Trump because the DOT withdrew a rule proposed requiring trains carrying certain dangerous chemicals to utilize electronically controlled pneumatic brakes, saying the technology's benefits were inconclusive. So that's what they're doing. Uh, the rule was not actually completely implemented. And they're trying to blame Donald Trump. See, here's what's going on. We've had three major train derailments, and the one in, in Ohio is an unmitigated environmental disaster. It's all happened on Pete Buttigieg's watch. The throwaway cabinet post they stuck him into where he was woefully ill-prepared uh, has become meaningful, and we've got all sorts of problems. And Pete Buttigieg is in over his head. It is blame. Buck passages, and it's there. It's the same mo with the balloon. They blame the Trump administration. They said it's all Trump's fault. Will the media hold them accountable? Of course not. Of course they won't. That's our job. We're supposed to do it, even as as the media goes out of the way to say not to listen to us. Uh, the media willfully continues to lie to all of us. Eight seven seven nine seven three seven four two five is the phone number. When we come back, what I wanted to talk about in the first hour was the Democrats beginning to whisper that Joe Biden has serious problems. We couldn't because of the breaking news out of Georgia about that in, uh, sealed grand jury report having partially been leaked. But now when we come back, Democrats beginning to turn on Joe Biden.